You are now tuning in to episode 101 of Quadrants of Mental Health. Whereas here is in Richmond, um, in case in point, last mm-hmm. year, we had a fatherhood conference right mm-hmm. in Richmond, Virginia, yeah. right at what was Virginia Union Virginia University. Union. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they right. closed the fatherhood groups down yeah. two months, three months before the conference. Right. They, they didn't want to support the fatherhood group in Richmond, Virginia that was having a fatherhood conference. Yeah, I, I don't think everybody was on the same page. I think the decision makers who made that decision didn't know what effect that was going to have. Or, and I don't even know if they understood just the just the magnitude of making such a decision. No, how that would just just vibrate in a number of sectors. So we we still at a state now of trying to recover recover from from that. that. And yeah. I think there's there's movements to, to get something going. Hopefully, again. hopefully we can get that started back. The the, yeah. the challenge from talking to the people who ran the group and helping them, you know, process and deal with what's going on Mm -hmm. is the powers that be management above. They only looked at numbers. Right. Right. Well, we only have two or three fathers, so it's not worth it. We need to shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you you know, know versus mm -hmm. versus going to the courts and going to other agencies to gain, Mm -hmm. to create a pipeline, like what you've done in in Henrico County Mm -hmm. to create a pipeline for fathers to Mm -hmm. get to the group. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They just said shut it down because it's not a lot of fathers being served. Well, I, I hope you know, those that are in decisions, uh, uh, policy makers and the directors and agency heads in regard to if you're thinking about something of this, a type of initiative like this, they understand that no initiative like this is going to start with a vast number of people coming to your group. No. We started six men that probably came for about six months, just six guys. Mm-hmm. And we tagged them, the founding fathers, because they were that committed. Actually, they didn't want anybody else to come because it was their group. Oh, wow. But once we start growing and the word started getting out and spreading around, then more and more men start being referred by workers. Cause, and, and this is a good point for, for those that are in agencies, uh, public service or private agencies or courts or law enforcement that's working with men. And for the workers that are in your agency, particularly the department heads, sometimes you have to train your staff to be sensitive to father's needs. Sometimes your staff can have kind of internal biases right. against men. Right. And, and it's not something we're talking about a lot. But we we see it. Yeah. Sometimes God, God in the light and GALs, we call them, that are appointed on a case in court could show certain biases towards men. Yes. So we tell men all the time, you have to anticipate that everybody is not going to be comfortable with you because you represent a group, men, that a lot of people are uncomfortable with, if not just right out afraid of you. Yes. So we try to help men to understand, we call it helping men to be court ready and, and, and don't take everything that's said in court personally because they really don't know you. Right. They just know what you represent. You represent right. man. And they just read a file. Yeah. They just read what happened. They don't know the background story to it. I want to say again, in case you're just tuning in or or tend to get right in this part, um, you're listening to Quadrants of Mental Health. And this, I'm the host, AJ, and I have with me as my first guest on the first podcast, uh, Mr. Phil White. He has uh, been with social services in Henrico County for over, well, he's been with social service for over 33 years, 25 years at Henrico County. And he started a fatherhood group here in Henrico County, 2003, master trainer under the direction of mentorship of Dr. Jeffrey Johnson, the National Partnership for Community Leadership in Washington, D.C., 
Um, I just wanted to reiterate that again so you'll know who we, who we have as our first guest. He's also a father and he's a husband and I call him friend. Um, and I want to thank you, Phil, for coming out and participating. Uh, we, we still got about 25, 26 minutes left, but I wanted to at least do that again mm -hmm. just for those people who may have sure. just popped in at this particular point okay, right. on the podcast, okay? Yes, sir. And this, like I said, this is Quadrants of Mental Health. This is our first podcast. It won't be our last, but this is our first one. And I want to thank you. If you are tuning in, listening, please share this podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast. And I always tell people the greatest compliment ever given is the referral of a friend. So if you like what you're hearing, if you want to hear more, please refer this to other people as well. Okay. Thank you. Now back to the conversation. Mm -hmm. Phil, you, uh, with the fatherhood group, you say you started in 2003. And you retired, what, two years ago? Has I it been a year yet? Uh, March of 2018. 18. Yeah, yes. It's been almost two years yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Two yeah. years, but you're still working. Still working. I took uh, about six months uh, to just kind of get used to not uh, being on a schedule and <clears throat> still had all of my, I had my networks in place. I, actually, when I left the county, it, the, 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 I was having discussions about, I always wanted to do train the trainers. Yes. You know, to be part of that because I, I had that passion to make sure we maintain that quality level. Yes. Uh, of, of men understanding the seriousness of what they were doing, that anybody can read a curriculum. Yes. Step by step, week by week. But there's another layer of your personality that you have to have that you're not going to find in that book. You know, yes. That's that sincerity, that, yes. that, that, that heart, that compassion, that patience. So. I, I wanted to make sure that the program that we had built over those 18 years was going to s stay at that level yes, and, and didn't drop off. So with that being said, how did you find um, your successor, uh, Chad Morris? He's running the Henrico Group now. How, how did that search come about for you guys, and how did y'all decide he's the guy to continue this program? Because I understand you yeah. still put, you pop in every now uh -huh. and then and – yeah. and uh, participate as well. But how? tell me a little and, bit about Chad. Yeah, you know, it's just like how I met you. It's just certain people I meet that I can't tell you when I met them, how I met them. I just, it just kind of like, just kind of like God just dropped, dropped certain folks in my life. When you need them. When I need them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it started with you. The purpose-driven life. Yeah. And uh, Chad was another person. He just dropped Chad in my life. Uh, met him through his work over at Trinity Family Life Center. Mm -hmm. And it's a very uh, uh, multi-use uh, uh, agency there uh, that's serving the, the, the northern side of, of the county. Um, and I was, uh, Chad had been trained also by Dr. Johnson to do fatherhood work. Uh, he does a lot with Rite of Passage, just a very multi-talented young man. Mm -hmm. uh, Love to be in his space. Just, just you know, just certain men. I, I just say that by men because it just, certain men that just got a level of energy and intelligence that you just love to be near them because you know you're going to learn something from them. Right. And he he's just that type of guy. And uh, so when the question was being asked by the, by the agency department heads about my replacement, then they, of course, they came to me. And I had developed a good network of people that I was uh, 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 in contact with. It was only one person that I recommended. It was Chad. Okay. And he was... Uh, I just, I just, I was praying and hoping that he would accept it, uh -huh. and he did. And the program has just been hasn't missed a beat. Haven't missed a beat. That is awesome because you know, reason why I mention it too because um, 
part of our process has been you would invite me in periodically mm-hmm. to speak to right. the um, fathers about trauma. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I come from the fear-based trauma right. regulation, uh, psychology of regulation mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. So we bring that element to it. And what I found was uh, not all, but some of them even came over to the parenting group once they <laughs> left your group. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. um, I will mention Andy again. Yeah. Because yeah. Andy has been with me since like 2004, Ooh. 2005. Yeah. I mean, he's been a longtime supporter because right. I was with yeah. another agency. He was coming to the group, mm-hmm. started my own agency. He's coming to the group mm-hmm. and he comes in your group mm-hmm. from time to time and mm-hmm. he's there. He supports the, um, and this is the next thing I want to talk about, mm-hmm. is the graduation pro- oh, yeah. program and process. Yeah. You do that annually yes. in which yes. you have a program for them. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, this is, uh, we do a, uh, what we call a, a, a annual celebration of parenting um, a program at the end of the year. And we try to bring back fathers and we have a class. We're able to do like three sessions a year. Uh, three 12 week sessions a year. So that last group uh, that's probably starts in the fall and ends maybe the first week in December, we follow up with a major event, uh, recognize all the graduates uh, of, of that, that particular 12 week session. We have other men come back that was in the program, which is part of the alumni group. So it's, it's like a family reunion type of event. We also have motherhood programs that we started about four or five years ago so the mothers also get recognized at this event now one of the cool things about this uh this event jay is that the the men can bring their family members yes they can bring their wives their significant other and their children so and for so for some of these men it's kind of um a lot of people may not recognize this but for some men probably more than we know they've never been validated for anything right so this event and i try to get the men prepared and i tell them i say look i i I want y'all to um you don't have to put on a suit and tie but if you do you'll be all right because you probably you may run into you may run into a judge that you've been in front of yes (laughs) you may run into a law enforcement person you've been in front of you may run into a worker you've been in front of you may meet a lot of people from a lot of different areas of work that comes to this event yes so i say i don't i say guys hey i'm not saying you gotta dress up but if you do if you put on a jacket if you if you put on your nice clean shirt you'll be okay so i don't want you to feel embarrassed i'm giving you a heads up yes about what it's all about but it's a wonderful event and as i say i think for a lot of men it kind of i've had so many men over the years say hey mr white i had no idea this was going to be like this i said well i told you it's a pretty nice event but yeah and i love the children so the children can see them see their name hear their daddy's name called and he walks up to the front of the room and get this certificate and uh reading this pledge and uh, just seeing all the people that are there and the food, and it's just so wonderful. Yeah, event. it is. Uh, I've, I've actually went to two of them mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one I went to, you mentioned Brian mm-hmm. earlier, and Brian and Phil and Julius and myself, we were the ones who spearheaded the teenage father right, group. Right, but right. But I met Brian at that event, oh, and yeah. he did the five hoods. Yeah. Yeah, at that event, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was there taking notes. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, right. I mean, I, this brother, he really impressed me, man. And then yeah. and when he finished, I said, he's got to be a preacher. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then to find out later that he was, he I preacher. was not surprised, right, but the message right. was so powerful. Yeah. And we also went out to James River mm. Uh, mm. Correctional, yes. Juvenile yes. Correctional Facility yes. and, and talked to yeah. the teenage fathers and teenagers yeah. out there. Yes. It, wasn't, it wasn't just teenage fathers, right. but there was some in the crowd. Right, that's right. And right. we did right. a, a series yeah. with those guys as well. Yes. And, um, yes. Yes. So it was really blessed. Um, and my understanding is this process, this um, graduation, is actually growing. It has grown over the years. The last time I, I think yeah. last year they said it was over two hundred people there. Yeah. yeah. With the motherhood being added, <clears throat> we got about three three motherhood groups running throughout the county. How and many fatherhood groups do we have? We got now? two fatherhood groups. One, okay. The west that we always had, and now we got one running in the east east end of the county. Okay. So that's that's what caused this swell yeah. of numbers. Yeah. So we know for this year, twenty twenty, the site that we normally have this event is too small. Too small. We're yeah. gonna have to look for a larger venue. Yeah. 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 So do you have good. any place in mind yet? How are we looking? I know it's uh, it's probably gonna have to be one of the bigger hotels that's got a decent size ballroom oh wow okay so we okay. think it's going it's, it's, it's it, how's that funded is the, the county, county the county okay. the county then again going back to how we started we uh -huh. had we've always had support from from our from our uh, county management people and um they are all in with this event and the county funds the whole thing wow yes. well i want to give <clears throat> props to the yes. county for doing this and, and being an example mm -hmm within the community and hopefully other Absolutely. counties will pick this up as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And you had mentioned earlier about becoming a, a mass, a trainer, yes. trainer of trainers. Um, that might be a mm -hmm. good direction to go in and set yeah. these fatherhood groups up, not only in the Metro Richmond area, mm -hmm. but throughout the state as That's well. Right. You know, that, that would be the goal. I would say we, we got to utilize these jewels we have in the community while they're with us, That's right. That's you know, right. and take advantage of them um, when we can to, help facilitate these fathers because, mm -hmm. you know, I, my passion is the parents. Yes. I like to work with both, yeah. yes. but I also yes. see yes. need and validation for them to be separate mm -hmm. and work on their issues and yes. then come to me right. to, to go to another level mm -hmm. uh, of, of parenting and coexisting with right. one another. That's right. You know, That's it's right. so important to do that mm -hmm. because men have been marginalized for so long. And you mentioned something earlier about the depression aspect of mm. it. You know, um, they say the average black mm -hmm. man in America suffers from depression. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's just his norm. He's the norm. He doesn't yes. see anything wrong with it, really, because right. it's, it's, it's a way of life for him right now. He's not yeah. even conscious right. that I'm suffering from depression. Right. 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 You know, right. Yeah. but we see it in their behaviors. Yeah. You know, people who are in the yeah. mental health field, we see the behavior pattern, we see it as depression. Mm -hmm. So when we illuminate that to them, when we bring it to their awareness, right. they said, oh, my God, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, and every every brother of color understands that, that. it's almost like our, our history uh, in America is, is so t twisted and tied and bound by um, the devalue of the, the, the black male even though we have some that has super success. Right. And that's, that's very few. Yeah. If yeah. you look at the right. by numbers, <clears throat> right. it's a very right. small major minority. Yeah. But even those that have put the type super success can still be, can still be perceived as a, a threat 
yes in many different ways yes and all of us understand that yes and can and can suffer from depression as well suffer absolutely they can suffer from the highs and lows of depression and you see it because see what you're talking about right now is is you know they say talent will get you in the door Mm -hmm. but character will keep you there that's right that's right and when character shows up you really shows what's in in the heart of that man that's right that's right that's right and that's that's one of the it's one of the fears of, of growing up in, in, in our country. We put so much so much emphasis on success from a from an economic point of view, but not from a character point of view. Right. You see what I'm saying? So right. you can you can chase the dollar, you can attain all of the material possessions that you that you can, but you're still miserable. Still miserable. You're still and even searching. when you when you're on the top, you don't even recognize right. it. You, you, you're right. still dealing with the depression, yeah. those demons, mm-hmm. you know, am I good enough? Right, right. You know, right. what's wrong with me? And mm-hmm. then and then we go out and have multiple, yeah. you know, mothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you still see it at yeah. each, each level, you yeah. know, of the spectrum. Yeah. It, it's it's very predominant within right. a poor sec- mm-hmm. segment of mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. But when you get into the upper echelon of us, yeah. it's still there it's still as well. There. It's still you there. Know? And, it, and it's just, you know, it's... Man, men of uh, it's it's so it's so um, predictable sometimes with with uh, knowing that men would do certain things and it's only it's, I think it's only Socrates Socrates has this quote Jay uh, I, I say this to men a lot that merely because you know your own name doesn't mean you know who you are that's true and that it takes a man some some time for he can get to a space you can't you can't define your manhood by your age by the number of children you have, by your job, nothing. And how you get to a point in your life where you are just content with who you are, that takes a lot of, uh, I, I call it downtime. Yes. Just spending some time Introspection. with yourself. Introspection. Yeah. yeah. You know, some, some me, some one-on time, me and myself time, yeah. me, myself and I, you know. Yep. And, and being able to recognize your qualities, your strengths, your weaknesses, and how you need to mix that all up that you get it to a point where you are just, it's kind of like, I heard this, this saying the other day is, when did you introduce yourself to you? Yeah. When did you start having a conversation with this person you call yourself? Okay. And um, until we can do that and be honest with that discussion mm-hmm. and, 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 and you know, kind of sprinkle in some spirituality, sprinkle in some, some mental health, sprinkle in some financial literacy, just all those chapters of our lives that we can make them what they functional. Yes. Then we can be uh, Manny, Manny, uh, Victor, Victor Pender, uh, one of our ministers here in the area said one day that um, he got away from saying that men need balance. Mm-hmm. He said what men need to have is what he called proper tension. That you're going to have tension. Yes. But it needs to be proper tension. Right. And it takes a man to really understand that life is filled with various ups and downs and that you should not be trying to chase happiness. Happiness is so elusive, but you want joy. Right. Joy, regardless of what you're dealing with, you're going to have ups and downs in life. You're going to have grief. You're going to have all kinds of things come. That's, that's part of life. Life. But if you got that sense of joy internally, no matter what's coming at you, you're going to be okay. Yes. You, you're not going to seek to seek retribution against somebody. You're not going to go out and be a mass killer. 
You're not no. going to do things to hurt other people because you, you're okay with yourself. Right. And it's so interesting you say that because that is the premise yeah. of this program. Mm -hmm. You know, I call it quadrants of mental health. Mm. And the, the two things that I tell parents mm -hmm. all the time, I say, you only have two jobs mm. as a parent. Mm -hmm. Job number one is self-care. Yeah. And you just depicted right. that right. mind, body, spirit, mm -hmm. and finances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the mm -hmm. balance, the right. tension that has right. to be there. It's just like that chair. Yeah. If you take one of those legs off of that chair, mm -hmm. you're going to be out of balance. Right, right. right. And those chairs, that chair is able to function because of the proper tension that's being placed mm -hmm. on that chair. Mm -hmm. I get mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But a lot of times we tend to leave out parts right. or don't understand or right. don't develop parts right. of us. Right. Right. You know, and that's what this program is here to do because Good. we are going to talk about finances. We're mm -hmm. going to talk about the mind, the mm -hmm. body, and the spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm mm -hmm. going to have different people come on and talk about these issues from a mental health perspective right. because you have to deal with the whole person. That's right. That's the right. mind, the body, the spirit, mm -hmm. and the finances. Yeah. And we yeah. have to understand that that is that is who we are, and that's a part of life. Mm -hmm. You can't run from it. That's right. That's you right. know, that's right. And you know, I tell people all the time, yeah. obstacles are what you see when you take your eyes off your goals. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you have a goal, if you have direction and purpose in your life, mm -hmm. then you can get there. And right. I say that to the fathers, you know, right. because I grew right. up without a father. Yeah. I used to tell them this when I come into your group, I yeah. say, look, but at 18, I recognized I had to be responsible for my mental health, for mm -hmm. my growth and development, mm -hmm. because now I have children, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a husband. Mm -hmm. You know, so, we, you know, and it goes back to, I keep thinking of Brian and the five yeah. hoods. Yeah, right. So often right. we want to stay right. in that childhood right. or that right. boyhood. Mm -hmm. We don't really have the concept of grasp what it means to, for manhood. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. concept of right. manhood at right. all. Right. Why? Because uh, my mama going to do it. <laughs> well, yeah. my mama, yeah. talk to my mama. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what they'll say, my mother. Well, my mother, uh, she pays or she buys the diapers and she does this. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. your job. Right. You right. know? As a father, that's mm -hmm. your job. That is not you, the grandmother's responsibility mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. take care of your child mm -hmm. that you had. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I think if some of the grandmothers would do this more and just hold their, raise yeah. their hands up, yeah. I yeah. think these guys would have an opportunity to, <laughs> to step up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they get so involved and engrossed in mm -hmm. the rearing of their grandchildren right. and wanting to see the grandchildren. Yeah. They forget that I'm yeah. also raising a man. I have yeah. to teach him right. how to be right. a man. Right. You know, and that, that's a good point because sometimes, um, I don't know where this quote came from too or just saying, but it's like mothers raise their daughters, uh -huh. keep them close. Yes. They, they teach them all of the accoutrements of being a woman. Okay. They teach them all of that, but they love their son. Uh -oh. and, and in loving their sons, they give their sons a lot of space, uh -huh. give them a lot of room. And in, in, in that, they think they're helping him to, quote, unquote, be a man. Okay. But in a sense, they need to keep their sons just as close. Because if there's one group, particularly men of color, that is subjected to so much potential harm, physical harm, physical harm, emotional harm, spiritual harm. We take it for the norm. Yes. We can turn on the TV, breaking news, man of color has been killed. Yes. Either, doesn't matter who killed him, that's, but you know, crime, we do a lot of harm to each other as men. Yes. And um, those of us who have sons, and when we found out that we were having a boy, Anxiety for a woman kind of went up because you realize I got, I got a boy, right. I got a raise, right. which takes it to a whole nother level right. of safety, particularly for men of color. That's our history. Yes. So 
I, I say to parents now, keep keep your boys, keep them close. I went to a, a elementary school here last week, the Burnham Elementary. They had a uh, donuts with dads okay. in the morning. Okay, very cool, Jay. So I took about twenty copies of some material I wanted to pass out. I was thinking maybe ten, fifteen men may show up. They had hundred and twenty men. Oh wow! Show up. Okay. And I'm going like, oh my god, oh man. And I told the dads that that same what I just said. I said, guys, don't, don't, don't stop telling your boys you love them. Don't stop hugging them. Don't stop kissing on them because they're sixteen, seventeen. Don't don't do that. Right. Keep them close. Right. The same way you you hover over your your daughters and you gonna fly around them and make sure everybody that enter their lives they know you. Do the same thing for your boys. Yes. Do the same thing for you. Yes. And there's, there's so much benefit in that because um, yeah. I, I didn't grow up with that. Right. Right. You know, but uh, my oldest son is 30 years old yeah. and I'm still there. Yeah. Still yeah. doing those yeah. things. And unfortunately, with, unfortunately, within our culture, I found that, you know, once a kid turns 12, 13 years old, yeah. you know, <laughs> society yeah. will yeah. see him as a man. Yeah. Yeah. And they will say, stop crying. Mm hmm. You know, or don't do this, or don't do that, or or want to put labels on the yeah. child, yeah. Not knowing that right. that's when they right. need you the most, right. like you're saying, bring them close, Because right. we right. always say it's always time in versus mm -hmm. time out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We want to send mm -hmm. them away and help yeah. them to so they can learn to self-regulate. Yeah. But they will regulate a lot faster if they're sitting with dad. That's right. That's right. You know, right. I um, mm -hmm. and I tell this story all the time too. My first wife, she tried to put my boys on a Ritalin. Mm. when they were young because mm -hmm. she couldn't control them. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted them to come live with me because I didn't have those challenges. Yeah, yeah. Ended up writing a letter to the doctor and mm -hmm. saying, hey, don't give my kids anything. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is I started doing research mm. online, you know, and I'm saying, okay, what is this? What is this Ritalin and what does it do? What are the side effects of Ritalin? Yeah. And my kids, she's saying they ADHD. Well, what, what's the cause of that? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and yeah. then I start looking up remedies for ADHD, mm -hmm. remedies for these things. And the one remedy that kept popping up, kept popping up when I was doing my research was quality time with dad, <laughs> spending yeah. time with yeah. dad. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I can fix this. <laughs> yeah. So That's like right. you said, I start spending more time mm -hmm. with them. I start mm -hmm. calling them more. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't just yeah. call the girls and hug the girls. That's I'm right. hugging my boys. I'm That's talking right. to my boys. That's right. You know, That's I'm right. telling my boys I love them. Mm -hmm. You know, I send text messages. Love mm -hmm. you, son. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you, son. Right. You know, right. Right. but it right. took me doing that research to yeah. realize that's how important mm -hmm. to continue mm -hmm. on that path mm -hmm. was. Yeah. Because yeah. most yeah. guys, you know, even in school, I told my son, I said, your son, you're my son. You're 12 years old. Yeah. But the reality of it is your teacher sees you as a man. <laughs> yeah. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. Most of your teacher, you're taller than the teacher. Your voice is deeper than mm -hmm. her. She's mm -hmm. not going to see you as cute little Trey. That's right. That's you right. know? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to become conscious of that. Mm -hmm. That's right. People are going to perceive you differently. Your son here, mm -hmm. you know, you can be boy here, but when you go there, you have to represent. That's right. That's you know, right. it's so important. Yeah. We got about two minutes yeah. left, Phil. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to um, <sighs> give you a minute if you want to say anything, okay. close out with anything yes. that's on your heart that you want to uh, touch. I really want to thank you again for being my first guest on my uh, first podcast. Yes. I'll yeah. never forget this. this I is, appreciate it. This is just is a milestone in my life. Thank you so much, Jay, for having me as your first guest. And um, I just want to share, share with the audience that um, here in Richmond, the Richmond area, we have a lot of things going on. And um, 
this subject that Jay and I have been talking, we, uh, I've had so many um, connections with people that's doing great work. And um, Carol Adams, the Carol Adams Foundation, James Harris with uh, Men the Hill, uh, Vincent White, he's an author in the area, and Sean Power, and uh, Engage Foundation, and Coach Stephen Hicks, um, my brother's keeper. We have come together to create this this Silent Tears of Men. It's going to be a march on June 27th uh, from the Capitol over to the Arthur Ann Center. And uh, we're looking forward to it because it's all about men healing. Basically what Jay and I have been talking about, how men heal. And that's very exciting. Uh, we never tried that in this area, but we're looking March forward to it. March to what? I, just, I wish I had mentioned it yeah, earlier. Yeah, it's going to be June, June 27th. Oh, June 27th. June, June 27th. What time? Uh, starting at 8.30, where we'll gather at the Capitol, and we'll march over to the Ass Center. And from there, we'll have all types of vendors that, that focus on the needs of men. That is awesome. Hopefully someone out there will hear this message and participate or give Phil White a phone call or you can reach me right. here at the podcast. I'll give you some stuff, Jay, on it. You're gonna, he's going to leave me some stuff on it and I will definitely read it out um, the next time we come on. And thank you guys for being a part of Quadrants of Mental Health. And remember, the greatest compliment ever given is the referral of a friend. Be blessed.